Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog Podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. And uh, here we go. Day number 20 million of <laughs> Nutty November. We're doing 30 days to a deeper connection in your marriage. We're on day 27. We're so close to being done. And so fresh out of ideas. <laughs> no, not really. We got ideas. We got ideas, people. Um. Boy, I just did, how long do you think I just did there? An hour of math? No. Was that like more like 25 minutes? Probably. Yeah. It felt like forever. <laughs> that was, that's about where I'm maxed out right there. Some algebra and geometry. Yeah. I wish I could go to class and figure this stuff out. It's, I was, I was really happy I had the excuse that I was working and that you had to do the math. Mm, it's brutal. <laughs> Neither one of us are math people. You know, I mean. We should have thought of that. Right, not gotten married. Like that <laughs> that shows how unequally yoked we are. We should have been like, okay, um, I'm really sorry, but this is important on my list. I need somebody who's going to be able to help my kids with math. Are you hearing some weird volume there, weird audio there? You're, you're sounding good? Yeah. Okay. For, you were, you sounded like you were talking into a fan for a minute to me. Really? Yeah, it was really strange. Hmm. I mean, you still sounded good. It just sounded like you were a robot. <laughs> but you can't be a robot. You wouldn't have free will. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, we that's um, just one of those things. All I can say is that, you know, you think you're done with math. You're not done. <clears throat> Whenever you f- finish school, but College then algebra. you find out you've got to go do it all over again yeah. with your kids. Yeah, you think you're done with math. Like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a lawyer and uh, because you don't have to do math. There's no math on the, uh, the uh, LSAT. And then you get to Texas, and there's a big class called oil and gas, and it's all fractions. I was terrible at fractions. Terrible at oil and gas. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of math, adding up acreage, adding up shares or uh, uh, dividends or whatever. You that know. sounds like the most boring work in the world. Ooh, I know, I know. Unless you're making money from it. Like unless you own the share. Right. Yeah. It's probably not fun adding up other people's money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? It's like, wow, you get to handle a lot of money as a bank teller. It's like, it's everybody else's. It must not be any fun. Yeah. But anyway... Yeah, so I was doing that, but I was able to explain to her how, um, like she had the Pythagorean theorem, and I was telling her how we actually had to use that at church to figure out how to delay our speakers because the noise coming from the top of the sanctuary had further distance to go than the speakers that were sitting on the floor. Mm. And so we had to figure out that distance, like what was the difference in the distance. And the way you figure that out is... Old Pythagoras, which brings to my mind that funny video of that guy that was talking about bluegrass. Yeah. <laughs> Pythagoras, the Pythagoras figured all this out. Look it up. It's like bluegrass explained or something. And it's like this guy with, you know, no teeth, old man, hillbilly, total hillbilly. But he's explaining mathematically all about, and probably wrong, but he, it sounds good. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all, but neither does bluegrass music, even though we all like it. So, let's get to tonight's topic. Okay. 
So tonight we are talking about not being afraid to be the lovey-dovey couple. Mm. What do you mean by that? (laughs) I mean that when we get old and set in our ways, like we do, Mm -hmm. we... um, I don't know, we kind of get into this rut where we are almost afraid to be affectionate with each other. We're afraid to say sweet things to each other. It's weird how it happens. It's, it's sort of like you get embarrassed about it. Mm. And I was just reading something tonight. It was written by a man who's been married for 40 years. And he was writing 40 things I've learned in 40 years of marriage. Oh, good. Well, we need some of those. Yeah. Were, were any of them good? <laughs> and he said, I want to err on the side of being too merciful, too loving, you know, just overly kind and overly gracious to my wife. And I was thinking, you know, even though being that way will sometimes draw some detractors, it's mm. weird of people who want to make fun of you or. Sure that kind of thing. And I just think that we should strive to be that way and just not worry about it. Mm-hmm. When we were dating, we didn't care what people thought about it. No, they used to, they would come break us up at the dance hall because <laughs> they were afraid we were embarrassing ourselves. Yeah. Which we probably were. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we were. But on the other hand, there have been, well, I mean, I think that's great. That We've had, uh, you know, there's people we've known, though, that have been hyper-affectionate and then they get divorced. So you've got to have the substance to go with the affection, too. Yeah, for sure. Be something behind that. I'm just saying, don't be afraid to express your love to your spouse. And mm-hmm. and the more you do it, I think the less inhibited that you feel in doing it. Right. And uh, you, don't ha- you don't feel so embarrassed or worried about, what are they going to think if I say this? If you feel it and it's positive, say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think... Um, Men could tend to be that way. I mean, even when you're just by yourself, just feel stupid saying something. Because men just stop talking at some point. And they're just grunting or making other noises. (laughs) But, yeah. No, I think that's good. I had some ideas on this. Okay. You know. Um, You were saying, "Don't don't be afraid as you get older. Or as your relationship, what, continues? <laughs> I, can't think of, I can't think of a better word. As your relationship goes on. Flourishes. Yeah. Grows. Becomes more dynamic and complex. Uh, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to um, say and show uh, that you love and uh, to find ways to appreciate your spouse um, however that is, um, and don't be afraid to f- feel that way, um, to feel deeply. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Why, you why you, you seem like you were really struggling to, to get your thought out there. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm really trying to think of what I'm trying to express. I think I'm saying, I know from experience that it's hard to sometimes let yourself feel that way. Yeah. Because you, you feel like that's immature. Right. You know, like, oh, we're so beyond that. 
but you have to you have to say i'm not going to i'm not going to um listen to that voice that's telling me be closed off right now yeah and just open up and you know d- uh say sometimes you know i talk a lot newsflash <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of things i don't say like i talk a lot but then there are things where i've thought oh, i haven't told melissa about that and that would be important to her or yeah. it's, this is important to me and you have to keep i think if you kind of keep that you know when you're dating when you're first knowing each other you're just telling each other everything you yeah. can't wait to tell each other everything and then you kind of you kind of get into this routine where uh, it's not important enough to talk about. But if you'll just talk about all those little things, it keeps the it just keeps that like we it keeps that tightness that closeness going. Yeah. Where I've, I've got to you know, and then you have stuff to talk about in the car because you're still talking about all that little stuff. Yeah. And you're not annoying each other with it. Right. So I don't know. I wish I had more wisdom on that, but I think that's good stuff. Well, I just think that it's something that. I don't know for what I don't I don't even understand why it's hard sometimes to express yourself to someone that you've known for 20 years, you know. But sometimes it is, sometimes it just feels weird, but I well, really Well, I think we feel in we feel that if you know someone so well, a lot of times you just feel like a big hypocrite, you feel disingenuous. I think it's because of our sin nature. It's just because we we here's the person that knows you the best. They they could at any moment, just call total bull honky on uh, <laughs> on your whole life. Yeah, like you're such a big stupid phony. I know what you're really like. You're malicious and wicked and evil and heartless but and see, stone but, cold. But we feel that way. But that is, I mean, I don't feel that way about you. See, you, don't? you feel that way about yourself, you know, and I feel that way about myself. Sure, sure, that's true. And and we're always afraid that the other person is seeing what we know about ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I know a lot of your weaknesses. Yeah, I know. Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> if you just if you just shake a bag of Skittles, you'd be like Come on, girl. Come on. She'll <laughs> I, walk right into the cage. I will never forget that when, when Emerald was born, you know, my third child, and and I was just a mess, you know, after she was born. And the pastor's daughter came to see me after Emerald was born, and she brought me a, like, I mean, I don't know, like a Halloween-sized bag of sour Skittles just mm-hmm. for me. Mm. And I that just brightened my whole life. Maddie did that for you? No. Um, Megan? Yeah, Megan. She knew Megan you like she knew you like Skittles. Sour Skittles. Sour Skittles. Wow. Yeah, Skittles. What can I say? I like them. Yeah, I know your weaknesses. Joe, <laughs> that's a good point. We we you know we should tend we should want to see the best in our spouse and draw that out. Yeah. Um, root for each other to to be better. And, you know, we, I, I just see, uh, and I think our, you know, of course I think our marriage could be better and I could do better and I could hold your hand more and all that, but I will, I'll do better. But I, I see a lot of marriages that are, man, just like people coexisting. Yeah. And, uh, that's sad. Like what a waste. Yeah. You know? 
You don't want to get to the end of your life and, and realize that you just wasted this opportunity to have a dynamic relationship with somebody. Yeah. And you were just like in just a big poop head, you know? Are you using that again? <laughs> I think that's how just I want to describe people. <laughs> a poopy head. You were a poopy head. You didn't. I think that you're being influenced by our six-year-old. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> Even she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> No, I, I, you know, did a funeral uh, this past week, and that was sort of a, one of the themes of the funeral was was sort of missed opportunities. Those types of funerals happen. Yeah. Where you are ministering to a family, and they say, "Well, you know, this things just weren't good in this area or this area," and you know, you wouldn't want to think about think about your. You know, live towards the idea that um, at the end of your life, people will evaluate it. They will think about how you lived. Yeah. They'll think about what you did. And don't don't live in such a way where people would say at the end, man, just uh, never quite got here. He never quite got here. He never was able to do this. The relationships in your life are one of the main ways that people evaluate it. Yeah. They, it, they it's, look at your relationship. It's the saddest thing, you know, when when nobody really has anything substantial to say about somebody at that interview that I do. Uh, we, uh, the, the, the family's here. Um, they've requested a Baptist minister. Can you do this one? Yeah. When are you going to meet with them? Uh, they're actually here in my office now. Well, I can run up there in a few minutes. I'll be up there and do the interview. Sit down. Hey, I'm Chad Edgington. I'm pastor at First Baptist Church. And... I'm introducing myself to these, you know, to people usually for the first time. And just within 20 or 30 minutes of talking to a family, you can, you can get a sense of, of what the person was like, how awesome somebody was. And you think, I wish I would have met them. This person sounds great. Or, you know, I was reading in a story of a pastor who was doing an an interview like this. And uh, I think I told you this story already. He said, well, can you tell me anything nice about your mom that I could mention at the funeral service? And the woman thought, and she said, no, I really can't think of anything pleasant to say about her. And he said, anything, nothing. And she said, well, um, she did keep a bird feeder full in the backyard. And he thought, well, that's, that's something she cared for. And then she said, but you know, that just shows me that she cared about the birds more than she cared about me. And the Ouch. pastor thought, oh, I can't really use that. So, you know, you don't want to be at the end of your life and, and, and people having sorrow and sadness and regrets over the way that you blew these relationships. That's yeah. sad. And, you know, you, you married the person that you married because you love them. You mm. loved them at some point, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, gosh, what a blessing that you're missing out on if you don't just wholeheartedly try to love this person mm. despite their flaws and whatever heartache that they've put you through. And, you know, I know a lot, I know relationships have a lot of different issues and problems, but you know, the Lord has given you an opportunity here to love someone selflessly mm. and to follow his example in the way that you deal with them. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's a great ministry. Marriage is a huge ministry. And for Christian people, two Christians that are married, um, like that, that, that's a two way street. Like it, the, both people should be loving each other selflessly. Yeah. So Christians are really called to set an example in the world as God's representatives here of what this thing's supposed to look like. So not only are you blowing it by having terrible relationships and ruining your own life and everybody else's life, you're a terrible witness. And that should, and, and that should, if, should maybe say to you, Man, I I wonder how sincere my faith is, how real it is, if it's not working itself out in reality. Yeah. You know, I say, oh, I believe in Jesus, I believe in Jesus. Well, you're not acting like him. You're not becoming more like him. You're not being conformed to his image. Yeah. Because a man that's being conformed to the image of Christ is going to love his wife. A wife that's being conformed to the image of Christ is going to love her husband. They're going to raise their I kids mean, up in a certain and way. love them through action, not just words. Yeah. They're the way that you treat them. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. Well, I'm I'm bushed. All right. We're going to call this one a night. Thanks Everybody, for happy Tuesday. And we will see you. We'll talk to you again Wednesday <laughs> after a long night at church. Yes. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.